Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Go With Your Gut podcast. I am your host, Lauren Dreyer, and today we have special guest Joanne Pariah here. And um, before we get started, let me just talk about how much she has accomplished. She she calls herself a Renaissance woman, which I would agree with, knowing what I know about her. She is the jack of all trades and masters of all of them. She is currently a career assessment transition coach for Finding Your Purpose, an author of The Unbashed Truths the Entertainment Industry Won't Tell You, a guide to the business of acting. She is a speaker, announcer, marketing consultant for the performing arts, retired corporate government software developer, and retired figure skating coach. And on top of all that, she currently owns two small businesses. Just, you know, that, that's nothing. You don't do anything. That's crazy. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we are incredibly fortunate that she has, uh, oh, she's here you. spending some time with us today. <laughs> and I think the knowledge and the experiences that she can enlighten us with today and share are going to be amazing and helping everybody be able to do this on their own as well. So I wanted to get started with essentially talking about kind of going against that grain because I have, I've felt a lot recently that we are, everybody, society, whoever you want to talk about, tries to put us in that box of here's what you should do, here's what you should look like all of those things. So let's talk about how you have dealt with that going against the grain when everybody wants to should on you, you should do this, this, and this. So let's talk about some of that. Okay. Well, Lauren, thank you first for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm grateful. Well, you know, it is very hard to segregate yourself out from what you should be doing, what you're supposed, what people tell you you're supposed to do. But what that, in order to get away from that, you then have to really master yourself. Okay. You have to learn to appreciate yourself. And just like with your book, go with your gut. You have to really get inside. And it's hard because we hear all of those negative voices telling us and those other people saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, or this is what you should be doing. And what it does is it stifles us. Yep. So it, it, it it's a long, this was a long process, you know, of many, 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 many years. And then also of having that, you know, kind of like, I didn't come from a positive family structure. Um, so there was no strength behind me. I had to figure this out myself. And I sometimes think we are born with innate abilities and we have to find them because that's, I think what made me go from step to step from, you know, oh, I want to do this. And then something tragic happens that I couldn't control. So, so I have to change the trajectory. And, yep. and it's all about mastering ourselves. 
and understanding ourself and trying to really say, all right, I'm not going to use my New York, you know, <laughs> I don't care what you think. I'm good with myself, you know, and then also find people that support you. I mean, that, that, that there's, you know, there's so many people out there that don't want to support you. Because again, we've got that negative vibration of, oh my God, if you succeed, what does that mean for me? It's almost like that thing of there's not enough room for everybody instead of, you know, we're all here to do the thing that we're supposed to be doing. And in my opinion, yeah, sometimes that can change regarding on the season, but it's let's not tear each other down because that doesn't help anybody. And honestly, for me, I feel like that's an ego thing. Oh, it absolutely (laughs) You know what it is, is it's not only an ego thing, it's insecurity. Yeah. You know, people who are really competitive, and I don't mean in sports, that's a different issue. Right. But people who will criticize something that you've done, it's really, they're being judgmental. And judgment is not a positive thing. Judgment is our own insecurities coming out. So that's really, you know, the negative. And, you know, it's easier to be negative than positive. I mean, I, I will always say I could just drop my phone and it's much easier for me to do that than to hold it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it takes energy to be positive and to hold it up high. It absolutely does. And I, I feel like that's just kind of a general, like, population thing is like you said it's so much easier to hear something and your brain's just like oh this is why it's not going to work out or this is the part that sucks about it right instead of saying and you know sometimes we don't want to hear the silver lining sometimes I need somebody to look at me and say yeah that does suck I'm sorry that that happened but exactly but Exactly. That's that all, you know, there's, you know, there's always good from bad. And that is not what we're taught also. And I guess, unfortunately, right now, the whole vibration of the world, people I speak to, oh, I don't have energy. I don't have this. And a lot of it is because of what is going on around us. We absorb it all in. But it really is, it's, it's sad. So I think the whole thing of today or the way to really go forward is to teach people really to be kind. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and to learn how to fail because if you don't fail, you won't succeed. So let me ask you, do you have a, do you have either an example of where you failed forward or just how you learn from that. Okay. Absolutely. Where I failed forward. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I got that for you, baby. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, of course, this is when I was younger. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer. And what happened is my trajectory in the sense of, okay, um, circumstances, but not just circumstances. So I wanted to go to law school. But what I recognized is I also wanted to see what it's like, because that's the key too. You think you want to be something and maybe that's not for you. So I went and I worked in a law firm as a paralegal. However, I don't test well. 
I don't test well. So it's very different for this generation of today. Yeah. So guess what happened? I couldn't get into law school or a law school I wanted. There you okay. go. Um, so then what I did is I went to graduate school thinking getting a graduate degree in public administration would help me then get apply to law school and get in. Well, I still didn't test well. <laughs> and that's never going to change. So what ended up happening is as I knew that even when I was in graduate school, I started seeing that technology interested me. So I kind of focused on information systems and I focused on, cause I thought I'd go into judicial administration, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen by the time I was at the end of my degree, because again, I wanted to go to a good law school because I knew, you know, unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, in terms of your graduate degrees, in terms of being a doctor, in terms of being a lawyer, those professions, your school matters. Okay. Yep. So I finally accepted, I'm not going to law school. Okay. I mean, that, so instead, I, I liked technology. I liked to program. I liked information. And so I said, okay. That's what I'm going to go do. And then hence, I had a 20-year career in software development and speaking and writing and blah, blah. So there, I had to change because what was I going to keep going? And also, I got to a certain point where, oh, God, I'm not going to keep going to school and going to school and trying to do this. And I need to take care of myself. I need to pay bills. I wanted to move into Manhattan. So, you know, that, that's a prime example. So that leads me into something that I love to talk about because I, it seems to me, and I am a great example of this as well, is we kind of get stuck onto, like you said, that this is what I want to do and we almost can't get it out of our head. And so we all like, we do almost everything we can to force it and say, this is what I'm going to do. And there's something to be said, yes, for, you know, working hard and figuring it out. But there's also, I think, something to be said for, like you said, okay, this is not where I'm meant to go. Let's go this other direction, recalibrate. And it takes you in a place that you never would have thought, but is absolutely amazing. And you figure out that you love something else and that you're good at something else. And that, yep. And that's what I try to do for people because that's what I'm doing. Um, and it, 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 that's really what it is. And, you know, it changes, it can, it changes every five years. You know, there was a, somebody who I read, you know, decades ago that said, you should always have a five-year plan so that it does change. Mm-hmm. And it also, again, comes back to mastering within yourself saying, okay, you know, this is the way I'm going to end up going. I may. And then that's why I like helping people find their talents and their gifts, because that then gives them the purpose. And then that helps them. It also helps them see. I, I, I mean, sometimes, 
you know, when I was a figure skating coach, I mean, you know, you sometimes had to be like blatantly honest, do not waste your money on me. Do not think that your child is going to be a competitive skater. I'm sorry, just make them a recreational skater and find another hobby. <laughs> That's why I'm the unabashed truth lady, you know, it's, the, and I well, I love that about you because I feel like I'm a little bit like that. And sometimes it takes the harsh truth. It will. Yeah. And people don't want to hear it. No, no, they, they people do not want to hear the truth. And so then that's why, hence, since I could be like, you know, I have all my wisdom in my years. I sometimes, sometimes when I even hear my children, my sons, you know, I'm kind of like, well, you know, be careful with that <laughs> because, you know, I mean, unless it's business related and unless you're in a corporation and they use, I mean, there were times when I used to say, you know, you're wasting money here and they didn't listen to me. And then uh, six months later, oh my God, we found out we wasted this money and that where's the letter that you wrote? And, you know, I mean, and that's honestly why I became a consultant because, they didn't want to hear the truth. At least when you're a consultant, you can tell they're paying you to hear the truth. And then you're not going to lose your job because of it. it's like, here, this is what you should do. Or, and if you don't like it, fine, I have been. And this yeah. is, you know, unfortunately, you know, again, <laughs> there's so much out there and, and, and we're right now just, you know, because of COVID, because of what's going on in the world, a lot of people are scared. They're insecure, more insecure than ever. So we try to grab onto something that, you know, may not work. That is absolutely true. And kind of leads me into where I wanted to go next because I'm horrible about this and I'm trying to be better. Um, Right now, it, well, and I don't know about just right now. However, I, including a lot of people, overthink and second guess what I'm doing. And at one point, you know, it's, it, it kind of takes me back to, okay, I'm second guessing myself and I'm overthinking this. What does that gut tell me to go with? That's, and, and that's what it really is, is you have to, and that's a hard thing. It is because again, what does that come back to knowing yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and feeling comfortable with yourself, but because most of us have, have not come from supportive families from reading your book, you did. So that's a positive, you know, I look at my children, they did. But when you don't come from supportive families, you still have that little negative person behind there, even though you're saying, okay, I'm overthinking, should I, shouldn't I? And you still have that little negative person because you were raised with, oh, you don't deserve it, or oh, what's the matter with you? And you really have to get rid of that. There's a real way, and it's hard. Oh, at that, you know, I call that the demon, you know? Yeah. You know, that's the demon that you have to battle. But when, when you battle it in every situation, because trust me, 
it never goes away. No. This will never go away. Second guessing ourselves will never go away. We just have to start becoming more comfortable with our decisions. And there's never a wrong decision. Once we start doing that in our minds, it really helps us move ahead. Because yes, there is a what if scenario. Okay. So you do your what if scenario and you go through it and you say, well, okay, they're not so bad. And you have to, and, and this is, you know, I'm a meditator. I, yep. I pray, I do all of the things to help that negative voice go away. Yeah, absolutely. And so I completely agree with you. And kind of like you said, I, I did grow up with a very supportive family and I still have that negative thing up here, which, um, some of that might be my high anxiety because, um, that's a thing, but well, up. <laughs> oh, I can talk to you about high anxiety forever, but it, it's so true what you say, because it used to really bug me that I'm like, okay, I, and this is probably just in my last couple of years after I figured out that there was that anxiety piece, because I was always thinking, okay, I've made it through this. Why is that? Like, I've, I've told that voice to sit down and shut up. Why is it still there? And I have learned rather quickly, not that I want to accept it, that it really does not go away. It's here's the next thing I want to do. Here's the next space I'm going to go to. Oh, that voice is back. Oh, it's sitting there telling me you can't do it. And And you can, and you know, I mean, and basically, yes, you have, you came from a supportive family, but from what I read (laughs) outside, you didn't. And that affects us too. Yep. You know, we could have, although because you are in my mind's eye, you are successful um, from what I see, um, that little voice, because it also is the environment around us and whatever our experiences have been and what happened, anxiety, anxiety really is, it's okay. Pop psychologists are not giving anybody (laughs) advice, but anxiety really is the fear of the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and it, or the fear of a result. Yeah. And so you have to tell yourself, what is the worst that's gonna happen? And no, this voice, it doesn't go away. And the anxiety doesn't go away. Sometimes you can tell that voice to go away, but you still feel that stuff rushing through your bloodstream. Yeah. You know, and, and there are studies coming out that it has to do with our DNA. You know, there's all this stuff changing, which I like, I hope I get to see a lot of it, um, that instead of it really, it's how it's your, it's your DNA. You know, it's, it's, you know, basically if you, again, pop psychology from reading, I read a lot, you know, usually alcoholics are full of anxiety. They drink because they are numbing the anxiety. Yep. Okay. Um, and, or drug addicts or it, and, and so 
we've sort of passed this down from generation to generation. And that I sometimes believe it just gets in our bloodstream. I mean, the smartest of successful people I know have anxiety. And, and I don't believe, I mean, there are drugs out there to take, but. (laughs) So that kind of, I want to ask about this because right. Well, all of the time, but especially, I think it is so prominent right now with that unknown is that's terrifying, right? Because every, everybody, not everybody, so many people want to be certain they want that safety net and it takes I, it takes, I would say the word courage, whether anybody else wants to use that or not, it takes courage to find your comfort zone in the unknown and get comfortable with that. And honestly, that's kind of how I have learned to function a little bit is I have zero control over what actually happens. I can plan the heck out of anything, but Heck, if I know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's right. Mary right? plans and God laughs. Exactly. And, and, and what you have to, and that is also, it, it really is, you know, an integral part of everything we're talking about is you really have to be comfortable with the unknown. Yeah. And it's not comforting. No. Okay. And we all want to be in control. Oh, the people I've worked with that <laughs> want control completely. And I've decided, let it go. You know, it, it, it is that whole serenity prayer thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's when you start feeling a little less anxious. That's when that, you know, that's when you can contain that little negative guy that keeps coming, you know, every so often. Um, but yeah, we all just want to be in control, but yet, you know, we also don't want to have control sometimes, or at least the general population. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I, I like to do this thing. I don't know if you've experienced this called a blame where I blame everything else for, <laughs> for, uh, what happens or all of that. And I'm like, okay you know, it is what it is and things will happen. And we don't like to, whether it was our fault or not, however things happen, we don't like to take responsibility for, well, much of anything. Right. No, we don't. We've turned into, (laughs) no, I mean, that is one of the biggest things right now. We don't want to take responsibility. We want to blame somebody else because it's more comfortable. If I take responsibility again, then means I have to lift up this phone. And I don't know why I'm using the phone or I I should (laughs) hear this. You know, it means that I have to do something. And we've turned into a society of well, mommy and daddy will take care of everything. You know, I mean, this new generation from what I understand, and I was an older parent, so it was even hard for me to see how people were raising their kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, now you're not allowed to say the word no to a two-year-old. I mean, this is- That's all mine here. (laughs) 
Right. I mean, and then we just blame everybody else. Yeah. You know, oh, it's this fault. It's because of this. No, sometimes there is no blame. And then sometimes we have to ask ourselves, but people don't. We are in the blame game society. It's like, you know, it's the president's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that, you know. So tell me if you've experienced this, because this is usually how I can figure out if I'm in the right or if I need to readjust myself is when I decide who's fault something is when something does go wrong you got that thing that not in your stomach most of the time it's probably called guilt because you know in your gut that that was not the right thing to do oh that's right (laughs) oh that's a tough one and so wait keep going I don't want to interrupt you oh no I'm just I'm just thinking here that then we we have that little my gut instinct of yeah that wasn't right but I don't really care and I'm going to go do it and then it starts doing this thing where it eats at you because you didn't make it right you knew you were wrong and now you got the guilt's still there, but now you got a little negative spiral going on in there because, and I mean, heck, half the stuff, it's not even a big deal. But then take yourself back to one step. So, Uh and see if I'm understanding properly. So basically you didn't do something that maybe you thought you should have done. And, but if you did do what you thought you should have done, would it have changed things? So that's where you then have to say, you know what? I didn't do that. And would it have really changed the situation? Maybe not. See, we always got to get that positive back in us yep. so that we're not always thinking that negative. And, and, and we are, we're in such a negative state right now, a negative yep. culture. But I, you know, sometimes there are things, oh, woulda, shoulda, coulda. And sometimes, you know, and then there are times, well, maybe I should have done that next time I'll learn. Yeah. I always, you have to take everything as a learning. We're always learning. We learn until we die. Yeah. You know, unless we just don't want to learn. Listen, there are plenty of people that don't learn, um, you know, because they just continually make the same mistake. You know, and again, that, you know, that's like, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Absolutely. Um, The other, the other thing I wanted to ask you, because I think it's so important for a lot of people these days, and it's a little bit of a gear shift. um, You and I were talking before the for this call about, um, having, having gifts or the purpose that we have to figure out a way how to use it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe that way is not exactly how we envisioned it. And life takes us in different ways. And 
as I like to say, it takes us on that very scary weed journey of the road less traveled. So how, how has this played out for you? Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, again, every, every, how do I put this? Every plan necessarily in my life that I have made, then an outside circumstance changed the trajectory. And, you know, ultimately, you know, again, I, part of, okay, finding your talents and gifts, you know, as there are standardized ways of doing it, that at least can, which I do, which you can at least then kind of hone in. Yeah. Okay. And here's, here's an example. Okay. Okay. When I went through, because I've been through the whole self-directed search process, I did it over 10 years ago, and I recognized in that self-directed search process, it said, oh, you should be an actress. Oh, you should be, they never said be a lawyer, okay? Um, They never said software developer, okay? But when I was in software development, so this is where you're taking this trajectory and then taking your gifts and talents, okay, that are coming out naturally. See, I wish I had taken these self-directed tests 30 years ago, okay? Um, But was I unhappy with what I was doing? No. What ended up happening is, let's say the speaking skills or the acting skills came out because I spoke at conferences, Mm-hmm. I then trained people. So that's that part of it. Cause it does say, oh, you'd be a good, you know, trainer, coach, psychologist, blah, 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 social worker. Um, and so I took those same skills, good communicator, was a manager, hated managing people, but eh, that's a whole other story. But I kind of took those and I like to help people. So what was I doing? I was helping in those days because technology was very different in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no such thing as mobile phones, apps, anything. You had to create them from scratch. Yep. So I then conducted workshops that took the communication skills. So I was able to take what the talents and gifts I had and repurpose them into this career that also made good money because <laughs> you live in the New York metro area. <laughs> what it's all about. I mean, it, 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 so that's how I kind of did it. And I did it not knowing, but I also did it by reading a lot, you know, because in those days, all you had were books. You didn't yep. have the internet. Yep. But that's kind of what I did. I'm still doing it. It, 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 it will never stop. Yeah. But I, I love that story because it's such a process of, okay, well, here's what I have. How can I make this work? And how can I, how can I figure it out? Because we're told so many things of, like I said at the beginning, do this, do that. And I mean, can you do all of them? Can you do some of them? Absolutely. But it's using some of those gifts to figure out how you can thrive. And sometimes, yeah, it doesn't, it's, 
it's scary to do that unknown thing. It's scary to, um, to do something that a lot of people may not agree with. It's scary to do something that you have no idea whether it's going to work out or not. Right. Right. And all of those things, but it's, it's that going with that gut of here's what I can do. Here's what I know. I'm going to go for it and see what happens. If it takes me in a different direction. Okay. That's right. But let's see where it goes. And, you know, sometimes we fail, but you have to, you have to fail at some things. Well, you have to fail and succeed. Move forward. Yes. I mean, that is, and that's what we're, that's what most people are afraid of. So there's also the fear of success. Yes. Because when you're successful, you then have to keep it up. Yes. You know, but I guess that's why for my, I guess my last whatever, because I don't know what, that's why I love it. I'll say it. If anyone listens, go on the internet and just Google self-directed search. It's a, it's a cheap, you know, they, I think they have a, a fee. I make nothing off of it of like $15 or $9.95. And, and it's kind of like the own it. That one is free, but it's much better. So it will take your personality, your, your talents and your gifts. Okay. That you like doing, because remember, that's the key. Do you like doing them? Yep. And it puts it into John Holland's RISEC, which is, where am I? Realistic, investigative, social. Um, Oh God, I really should have this all memorized. (laughs) But they give you a whole test proven by John Holland. And then you come out with the results and then you can search for jobs that have your talents and gifts. Yeah. That's like a huge thing. It is a huge thing. I found out, in all honesty, I found out about this over 10 years ago. I always wanted to, um, again, I wanted to do that, but my trajectory had changed or circumstances didn't allow it. So to me, that's like the first step. I mean, even my kids did it when they were in college. Okay. And then one of my sons did, because I do what's called purpose cards. Mm -hmm. Those you have to do in purpose, in in purpose, in person. And that's where one of my sons said, I'm not for corporate America. Yeah. You know, and and just like, you know, you may be sitting at a desk job, but you really need to move. Yeah. You You know, so that's the, to me, that's like the first step. And then you go and you look and then you try it, you know. Yeah, sometimes there are innate things like I always did internships in college. Remember, I went a long time ago and graduate school, and that's how I learned. Yep. You know, so, and you have to fail. I mean, you yep. have to, and and once we recognize, and that's the unfortunate thing, we have we are growing up, and it's getting worse with parents that can't handle their children's failures. In all honesty, I believe that's why kids are not being taught to fail because we can't handle it. Yep. And, and you have to be able to, because yep. that's life. Yeah, it is. And you have to work hard. Yeah. You know, nothing, you know, yeah, some people have it easier than others and some people have it harder than others. Yep. But it really is that whole failure thing that you said. And it's it just a learning experience. Yep. Well, we are at our time, I believe, 
Thank you so much for being on with me today. Thank you for having me. Great. <laughs> and everybody, I will put in the show notes where you can find her. And as always, go with your gut and then keep going.